SBS Radio. Sydney Harbour Island is being returned to its traditional owners. A case by First Nations Australians against the federal government to seek fair and equal access to the age pension is returning to court today. And top at top and basketball fans got their first glimpse on boom record Nate Jawai when he took the court for the new Darwin Salties team yesterday. Sydney Harbour Island is being returned to its traditional owners. Mimi, also known as Goat Island, will be restored through a cleanup and repair process. $43 million dollars over four years will go towards repair seawalls and buildings, improve wharf access, upgrade services and remove contaminants like asbestos. An Aboriginal-led committee will oversee the process of transferring land ownership. Metropolitan Local Aboriginal Land Council Deputy Chair Yvonne Veldon says the place has always been special. This island brings together my people and you, just as it has been done for generations and generations of Eora. The clans from all across the Eora came together here and we are continuing that here today. The State Aboriginal Affairs Minister Ben Franklin says the decision to transfer the land marks a significant moment. This place uh, is in fact the geographical centre of so many of the clans of the Gadigal Nation. Uh, this was the place which was so critically important for culture, for meeting, for education. We know that Meemel is the jewel of Sydney Harbour uh, and we know now that we are in a position to tell the extraordinary Indigenous stories that are at the heart of Meemel. The incoming Indigenous Affairs Minister says the government will work with the Liberal opposition to advance Indigenous issues. It came ahead of the Liberal Party leadership ballot today, where Peter Dutton was confirmed as the new Liberal leader. Peter Dutton has a patchy track record with Indigenous Affairs. He has refused to support the Uluru Statement from the heart, saying he backed a constitutional recognition of First Nations people instead. Incoming Indigenous Affairs Minister Linda Burney says she wants to see both sides of the parliament work together on First Nations issues. I would like to see bipartisanship on First Nations issues and in particular bipartisanship on the Uluru Statement and a referendum to recognise Aboriginal people in the constitution. The Liberals have elected Peter Dutton as their new leader and Susan Lay as deputy as the party tries to decide on a new direction after it suffered major losses in the election. Both were elected unopposed, with the rest of the shadow cabinet to be decided later. The moderate arm of the party has been decimated with the key members, including former Treasurer Josh Frydenberg and Sydney MPs Dave Sharma and Trent Zimmerman, outside by the so-called teal independence. Moderates warn the party will need to reappeal to progressive voters at risk of further losses in future elections. Peter Dutton has already tried to soften his character, saying his hardline portfolios of defense, home affairs and immigration have only allowed the public to see one side of him. Former Prime Minister Scott Morrison has congratulated his colleagues. 
They are incredibly um, experienced, well-versed, um, deeply, um, uh, deeply committed Australians um, to both the Liberal cause and, of course, the, the cause of the nation. And I think they'll do an outstanding job and I look forward to giving them all of my full support. It was a, a good opportunity for me to thank uh, my colleagues for their great loyalty and support over these past more than three and a half years. A case by First Nations Australians against the federal government to seek fair and equal access to the age pension is returning to court today. Proud Waka Waka man Uncle Dennis, who took the case to court, says the standard pension age, which will increase to age 67 by 2023, does not account for the differences in life expectancy and health outcomes for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Indigenous men have an average life expectancy of 8.6 years lower than non-Indigenous men, and women's lives are on average 7.8 years shorter than non-Indigenous women. The interim hearing will determine if the case will be heard by the full bench of the federal court. Two 19th century art pieces by prominent virgery artist William Barak will be returned to Australia after his descendants were able to buy back the pieces at an auction in New York. A rare painting of a woman's dance ceremony and a shield carving eventually fetched more than $600,000. A successful GoFundMe campaign and a half-million-dollar contribution from the Victorian government helped to secure the winning bid. For the first time, the popular Sydney's Vivid Festival of Lights began with a welcome to country ceremony, including a performance by more than 50 dancers from the National Aboriginal Island Skills Development Association. On Friday, when the festival began, thousands flocked to see the city transformed with light installations and powerful performances, including a historic celebration of indigenous culture. The festival has returned to Sydney, illuminating the Opera House in a burst of a colour after two years' absence due to COVID-19 pandemic. Yesterday marked the 30th anniversary of the Torres Strait Islander flag. The flag was designed by the late Bernard Namok and was presented to Torres Strait Islander people at the 6th Torres Strait Culture Festival on the 29th of May 1992. The green colour on the flag symbolises the land, while the blue colour represents the waters of the Torres Strait. Thin black stripes signify the Torres Strait Islanders themselves, and the five-pond stay represents the five major island groups. Anthony Albanese brought attention to the flag last week when he chose to use it, the Aboriginal flag and the Australian flag, as a backdrop for his first media conference as a Prime Minister. And to sports now, top and basketball fans got their first glimpse of boom record Nate Tewai when he took the court for the new Darwin Salties team yesterday. It's the latest chapter in the Bamaga big man's extraordinary basketball journey. Guy McLean reports for NITV News. A big man set to make a big impact on top-end basketball. Nate Jaywire suiting up for new NBL1 team, the Darwin Salties. I'm loving it. It's uh, very similar to Cairns. You know, Cairns is home. Uh, but Darwin is just as good. Um, I've been enjoying it. Obviously the sun, it's not cold. Uh, but the people as well, my teammates, the staff in the front office. It's a place I've never been to. 
um, to play for, for a season, you know, and I think they have a great opportunity here to grow the basketball, sports of basketball, and I want to be a, uh, a part of that. The Territory's top end is the latest stop on a basketball odyssey which has taken Nate J.Y. around the globe. He's played in the world's best league, the NBA, graced courts across Europe and spent years as a member of Australia's national team. Jaron Jamerson from Darwin Salties was happy to welcome Nate as a part of the team on and off the court. It's been good, even not not only from on the court perspective, but uh, just outside of the court as well too. Um, Nate just coming in with the right mentality, um, letting everybody know like I'm not coming in here to try to steal the show and all that other stuff as well too. He just coming in with the right mindset, trying to help everybody out, not only on the court but off the court as well too. The Salties are out to make their mark in the nation's second best basketball league, a small step towards bringing a fully fledged NBL team to the Northern Territory. Definitely, um, it's something that I really want to be a part of. Uh, MBL is a, is a huge brand now, um, it's been highly followed in Australia and I've been in the league since Larry Kesselman, the owner of the MBL, came on and the growth of the league has been outstanding, you know. Down's another major city that could benefit an NBL team for the people here and for young kids, you know, to come up. A grand plan to grow the game in the top end. And let's have a look at today's weather now. Broom, showers increasing with the tops of 31. Perth is partly cloudy and 19. Adelaide showers with possible heavy falls and 16. Melbourne showers and 17. Hobart partly cloudy and 12 degrees. Albury Wodonga showers and tops of 12 degrees. Canberra windy with showers and 10. Sydney showers developing and becoming windy and tops of 18. Brisbane is partly cloudy, tops of 22. Tansville sunny with the tops of 27 degrees. Cairns mostly sunny and 29. Darwin also mostly sunny and 32 degrees. Alice Springs today is partly cloudy and 20 degrees. And Torres Strait Islands are mostly sunny and 30 degrees. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.